0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian certified counselor and award winning psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Life Transformation Show by Elam Counseling Services. My name is Bettina Davomar, co host for today, and joining me is the award winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. Today's topic is a very interesting topic. It is quite strange, but it will be informative, I promise you. So the title for today's show is entitled, Four Strange Mental Disorders Found in Scripture. We will endeavor to discuss, list, and discuss these uh, mental illnesses. Michael. Would you agree that we are in for a great show today?
1: Absolutely, Bettina. I can't wait to get this one going because I think we're going to be talking about scriptures today in a way that many people have not heard uh, these scriptures interpreted before. So what is very interesting is that even thousands and thousands of years ago, mental illnesses were recorded in the scripture. They weren't called by the names that they were called today. But we find by studying the scriptures that there are many instances of mental illnesses that are recorded. And today we are going to be talking about four of those uh, mental illnesses found in the scriptures. And yes, we are talking about strange mental illnesses illnesses. We're not talking about your common things like depression or anxiety. We're going to be talking about things and naming things in a way, for some of these at least, that you haven't heard those names before, at least for most of you, you haven't heard these names before.
0: So Michael, you've come up with quite some interesting uh, uh, mental illnesses. Well, you didn't come up with it, but you have a number of mental illnesses that you want to discuss today. What's the first one? The like first
1: one I'd like to discuss is what is called boanthropy. Bro- boanthropy yes. I've having problem uh, <laughs> pronouncing it Boanthropy and in this kind of disorder, it's a person acting like they are a cow or an ox and they this person displays all the behavior of the animal by eating grass by walking out in the wild on on all fours, and just behaving as if they are an animal.
0: So now, is there a biblical example of Boanthropy? Yes, the most
1: famous case of Boanthropy that we see is in in the book of Daniel. It's Daniel chapter 4, verse 30 to 33, and it's the, the king Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon by the name of King Nebuchadnezzar. And if you read that story Carefully, or reread that story, you will see that it seems as if Nebuchadnezzar, even before having this disease or or behaving like an animal, where he went out in, in the wild and started acting like a cow. We see that he was having some kind of mental disturbance because we are told that he was having these troubling dreams that was tormenting his mind and he was trying to get an interpretation for these dreams. So that could have been the, the precursor for some type of psychotic uh, episode mm. that he was having. But of course, those words are not used in scriptures. The term psychotic episode is a fairly modern term that is used to describe people who are beginning to get out of touch with reality. So it is it is depicted in the Bible in different ways.
0: So, Michael, would you say that this is a mental illness that um, King Nebuchadnezzar experienced, or was it a punishment by God?
1: That is such a good question, Melissa, because you might look at that and you read the scripture and you see that, indeed, God was punishing Nebuchadnezzar for his arrogance, for his pride of, of having built this great empire, this great kingdom, and being very boastful about how he has, or he had conquered the people of God and taken them captive. And yes, as we read, uh, in Daniel, it was God that meted out punishment on Nebuchadnezzar. But the fact that it came from God and that it was in a spiritual Contexts do not exclude it from also being a mental illness. For example, we we know from scriptures that God sometimes uses physical diseases, such as leprosy, as punishment for people. So it's not far-fetched to imagine that He could also use a mental illness to 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 be a, a kind of punishment in those days, as. Well, and so yes, the it it was from God. This this was a, a, an infliction from God, but it doesn't rule out the possibility that it was also a mental illness.
0: Hmm. So interesting, Michael. Now we just talked about Boantha. Yeah, so before
1: we, we go on, let me say yeah, that sure. this is a very rare disease and it's it's there is not a lot of uh of examples of it, right. it's not much studied, but there have been uh, present day examples of Uh Sometimes uh, it is ruled out as schizophrenia when people start having these kind of these types of animal behaviors. They say that a person is hallucinating or they're schizophrenic, but this specific type of schizophrenia, if you want to call it that, is where a person. Uh, behaves and acts like an animal. So in the case of Nebuchadnezzar, we see that he had the actions of an animal. He was eating grass. He was out, down on all fours mm-hmm. out in the wild. And he was in that state for seven years as Daniel had predicted when Daniel interpreted his dream and told him that he was going to be be punished by God for seven years. So I want to just be clear here that I am not saying that present-day mental illnesses is a punishment from God. We are talking about specific incidents here in the Old Testament where this condition, this condition in particular of Boanthropy, was uh, said to be an infliction upon a king that was, I would say, a rogue king, a king that was uh, a torn in the side of God's people. And God used this, this condition to humble King Nebuchadnezzar.
0: Wow, this is quite interesting. Now, we spoke about Boanthropy. Which is the, what's the next one that you'd like to discuss, Michael?
1: The next uh, disorder that I would like to discuss is a disorder that is called multiple personality disorder or was called multiple personality disorder before, but the, the current term for this disorder is now Disassociative Identity Disorder, or DID. And this is a disorder in which a person ha- has this sense that there are different personalities existing within the same body. As a matter of fact, sometimes the person, most times the person, is not aware of these different personalities or alters, as they are called. And they may may rotate through different uh, characters, different personalities, depending on stress level, depending on what is going on in their lives. So a person who is extremely docile and peaceful can suddenly become uh, very violent and a person who is very caring and sharing can become very selfish. But what is interesting with this associative identity disorder, it's not just in the, the, the way the person acts, but in cases of this identity disorder, people will go into childlike states and will revert to earlier, earlier periods in, in their life. And there's this one case here, uh, the, of a 55-year-old uh, female who also had a history of substance abuse. And... The, the 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 case study showed that she had multiple different personalities, and it was reported that one of her personality was as a teenager she would revert to this teenage state uh in oftentimes and then she would act like a totally different person and become her fifty five year old self again and then she would also revert to being a male and in that state, her voice also became deeper. And she, she acted as how a male would look. And in this particular case study that I'm referring to, uh, she wasn't even aware of her change in personality until she was informed by others that she is going between altars or between these different identities that she is rotating between.
0: Wow, that is Quite interesting. Would you say that even her voice, like she wouldn't remember or or know that her voice changed, Michael? Yes,
1: yeah, she wasn't aware of it. Like it it's happening and people in her surroundings can see can see uh, that this is happening, but she herself is not aware that she had gone from one alter to to another alter from one personality to another personality, so it's a very very uh strange disorder uh not very common but mm-hmm. it it it's it's very it, it's been recorded in many instances even in, in our society today
0: so Michael, what would cause that is this a, like a demon possession type deal or
1: I don't think it's demon possession. I think the Bible differentiates between mental illnesses and demonic possession. Right. I think in the case of disassociative identity disorder, uh these people have become have developed what we what I would call fragmented self in which because of extreme usually we see this in extreme cases of trauma where they have dissociated in earlier on in their life as a result of coping with extreme trauma. And they, this way of coping have led to a compartmentalization of themselves. So that five year old part of a person who, who developed disassociative identity disorder could be representative of a trauma that happened around that state or uh, that stage of the person's life. So we know that dissociation is a very common part of, of traumatic experience where p- children sometimes dissociate to to cope. Last in the last show that we we did we talked about uh Terry uh what's the name of this this uh Oh, Perry, Tyler, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry, yes, right. Yes, you can see I'm not Perry. very, very, <laughs> I'm not a, a, a moving guy that yeah. knows the name. So Tyler Perry <laughs> is the person that we're referring to here. Yes. And so Tyler Perry talks about how when he was being sexually and physically abused, he would go to this park in his mind. And in that park, uh he was happy. He was away from his, from the, the, the abuse that he's going through. So children who dissociate as a way of coping with their trauma can sometimes compartmentalize that aspect of their life to such an extent that it becomes like a different personality. One of the common things I see in my practice, Bettina, is that I see a lot of people who have experienced traumatic experiences in their childhood who will say to me, when I am talking about my trauma, is as if I am talking about someone else. It's mm. as if it's not me. And mm-hmm. it's almost a sense that they're saying it almost doesn't seem real. It almost doesn't seem like it happened to me. So I think this associative identity disorder is an extreme form of that. So I see we're about halfway in the show. So if you have just joined us, let me welcome you. You're listening to the Life Transformation Show. I'm your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and with me in studio today is Bettina. And we are discussing this very interesting topic of mental disorders, four strange mental disorders that are found in scriptures. And so far, if you have missed the first part of the show, you can see, you can listen to this show and watch this show by going to our YouTube channel. Yes, we are now doing video recordings of this show, so you can see this show by going to our YouTube channel at Elim Counseling Ministry. If you just type in Elim Counseling in YouTube, you will have access to not just this show, but to over 200 other shows that we have done. If you would like to call us for help, we're a professional counseling organization. You can call us at 1-877-544-3546. And I want to thank you so much for listening and, and watching this episode of the life transformation show.
0: And so Michael, we spoke about the first one, boanthropy and then disassociative identity disorder. Which, what's the next one we want to talk about?
1: So before we go on to the next one, Bettina, I'd like Mm -hmm. to give a scriptural reference for the disassociative disassociative Mm -hmm. identity disorder. And uh, it's in Mark Mark 5 and verse 7. And it's a story of the man coming out of the tombs. And this man, uh, the story tells us that when Jesus uh, he said that his name was Legion, for we are many. And yes, I know that this is a uh, in Mark five nine. It's a, it's it's recorded as a demonic possession in Scripture. So Jesus used the the belief of the time in demons as a way of curing this man from the many parts of himself, and so. Was Jesus using the cultural belief of the time, or was this man uh, demon possessed, mm-hmm. or was he uh, having multiple personalities? Uh, that that's a question that some theologians and some psychologists pose. But I do believe that their demon possession does exist. Don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to minimize the biblical evidence that right. there is demon possession, but we do know of other instances where Jesus used the cultural belief of the time to heal. For example, Bettina, when he was healing the man who was blind, we are told that one of the blind men that Jesus healed, the Bible tells us that he spat on the ground and he made... uh mud from his saliva and the dust and then he put that on the blind man's eyes and his eyes was restored. Now, why did Jesus do that? Couldn't Jesus have just healed this man? Jesus was using the cultural beliefs of the day in order to tap into this man's faith because it was a common perception in those days, a very strongly held belief by society in general that the spittle of rabbi had cured Curative powers. So Jesus was tapping into that belief as a way of increasing the faith of these men and healing this man. So could it be that Jesus is also using a belief in demons and spirits as a way of helping people to be healed from the maladies that they that that they were suffering from in those days. I'm just throwing that question out there, and it's something for us to to think about. But as I said before, I am not minimizing the existence of demon possession. I have seen examples of that in my ministry, and I know that it's very real.
0: Right. So now I'm going to pose the next one, which is I'm really excited to know, Michael, what is the next strange mental illness that uh, you're going to discuss with us?
1: The next uh, mental illness that I would like to discuss is a very interesting and strange one. And yes, we're going to come up with a scriptural example for for this one as well. And this is called Todd syndrome.
0: Okay.
1: And it's also called the Alice in Wonderland syndrome syndrome. And there, there are different forms of this of this syndrome as well. And I'll get into that in a little while. But in this syndrome, uh people have the perception that things are larger than they really are 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 smaller than they really are. So a person who has this perception that they are larger than they are, they could be in a room that's nine, the ceiling is nine feet high, and they would have this sensation that they're filling up the room and that their head is touching the ceiling, and so they would be bending over. Mm -hmm. Or they could feel totally out of proportion in the opposite direction where they are so small that they feel as if they are an ant to other people or very small in comparison to other people. So the first uh, manifestation where people perceive themselves as being larger is what we call micropsia. That's larger and the, the opposite form of that is micropsia, which, where people see themselves as being smaller. What is interesting about this disease is that it is said to be a temporary condition. It's usually fleeting. It doesn't last for, for years. It usually goes away in a short period of time. But what is interesting is that the studies tell us that it can be induced by stress as well.
0: Very interesting, Michael. Now, is there a scriptural example of this in the Bible?
1: Yes, Patina. You know, we have a, a interesting scripture that that I have uh, researched that I think fits well with this, and it is in Numbers thirty-three, verse thirty-two and thirty-three. And in that scripture, we are told, I'll read from verse 32, So they gave the Israelites a bad report about the land they had spied out. The land we explore devours its inhabitants, and all the people we saw there are great in stature. We even saw the Nymphilin there, the descendants of Anak that came from the Nymphilin. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own sight, and we must have seemed the same to them. So here we have these spies who went to spy out the land, Coming back and saying we seemed like grasshopper, micropsia, right? They are seeing themselves as being so minute. And what uh, what I said before is that this disease, uh, Todd syndrome, can be induced by stress. So could it be that these men were so stressed out as a result of the the fear of? taking over this territory, this strange land where these people had mighty warriors, that these fears uh, made them perceive themselves as being smaller than they really were.
0: Wow, this is such an interesting show. I'm learning so much, Michael. Now, what is the last um, strange mental illness you want to discuss with us?
1: The last mental illness that we want to discuss today is what is called a Called catatonia, and catatonia is this mental condition where a person remains in a fix or or statue-like position for a long, long time. And in this statue-like position, people might be able to talk, but they are motionless. They're in a catatonic state, and they rem- they can remain in that state uh, for a, for a long time, as I have said before. So they can still hear, they can still see, but they are motionless. Some, some, uh, schizophrenic, uh, patients have been, have had catatonia where they, where they go into this catatonic state and they are motionless for, for a while.
0: Well, I wonder if there's a scriptural reference for this as well in the Bible.
1: Well, we are going to be looking at a, a scriptural reference, and this might be controversial for, for some people who are listening, but please don't take what I'm going to be, the scripture that I'm going to be used as a way of saying that I am minimizing the prophets of God. I'm just saying that based on, on this scripture, if, it, if we were living in today's time, this prophet would have been said to to, ha, to be diagnosed as having catatonia. And this is this passage is in Ezekiel 4, verse 4 to 6. And I want you to listen to this passage as I read it and see if you can pick out what I am saying here about this catatonic state that the prophet Ezekiel was told by God to, to go into. So in Ezekiel 4, verse 4 to 6, God told Ezekiel, Lie thou upon their upon thy left side and lay the iniquity of the house of Israel upon it according to the number of days that thou shalt lie upon it, thou shalt bear their iniquity. So in other words, God is using Ezekiel as an object lesson for the nation of Israel. He was supposed to have some object that depict the sins of the people, and he's to lie on his left side so that he's visible to the people, and he's to lie there for a certain number of days. Now what is shocking is the next verse when you're going to hear how long, Ezekiel had to lie in that condition in Ezekiel 4 verse 5, where it says, For I have laid I have laid upon thee the years of their iniquity according to the number of days, three hundred and ninety days. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's a bit laughs> so old.
1: shall thou bear the iniquity of the house <laughs> of Israel. So, this is dedication, right? You know oh, this yeah. man is going to be, Ezekiel is a prophet from God, where God is saying, you're going to lie on your left side, and you're going to have something that symbolizes that the, the the sins of the people of Israel. And you, I want people to pass and see you lying in that state for 390 days. That's now, long. That's a, that's a <laughs> long time. So, we know that this is a message that Ezekiel gets from God. And as I said before, I'm not belittling these mighty men of God. I'm just saying that if this were modern days, and you had someone lying in a condition like that for 390 days, as we are told in the Scriptures, psychiatrists would look at that and <laughs> say, this man is in a catatonic <laughs> right. position. Statue. So, so he's like mm-hmm. a statue. So Ezekiel was able to hear, he was able to relate to the people, but he was motionless. So there you have it, the four the four strange mental illnesses found in Scripture. In I hope scripture. you found this show in Informative and interesting, and maybe a bit controversial Mm -hmm. as well. I am open to your comments and to your chastising if you want to chastise <laughs> me for some of the take that I have made on this on these scriptures today. And so if you want to get a hold of us for this or to talk about this show or for any other reason, you can go to our website at elemcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E L I M, counseling with two L's ministry.com. And again, we are a professional counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian person perspective and you can also call us at one 544 3546 and yes location is no longer an issue we can provide skype counseling as well so if you if you go to our website and you say well you're not in my area we can do skype counseling to help you with whatever it is that you're going through so Again, remember that we are a non-profit organization and we provide counseling at a subsidized rate. So if you have enjoyed this show and you have a heart for helping others, then please consider donating to this ministry. Until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services
0: and Bettina Davomar,
1: praying together that God would bless you in all your relationships and to keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.